Hey everybody, welcome to The Strap Show. It's just me and Blake here again today. Uh, we're just gonna talk a little bit about uh, hypotheticals, putting some movie characters into the cage together and having them fight. We call it cage match. Now it's important to know we didn't structure these beforehand. We just each came up with five in secret and we're just gonna put them up against each other. So we don't know who's fighting who until we let you know. It could be totally random and there could be two people fighting each other that make no sense why they would ever be fighting each other, but that's just the roll of the dice. It's important to note that while a lot of the stuff we, we usually talk about generally leans more music, we are open to talking about subjects and topics of all sorts, and, and so that's why this one is going to be about movie characters because we're not just music even though i think for the three of us that's kind of our main passion in life is the music we're just normal people like the rest of you and we like other stuff other than music yeah so. we're definitely we're not professionals we're just guys who enjoy music we enjoy the things of life and uh, if you think of fun ideas for shows just leave it in the comments for us we'll check up on that and uh, be sure to subscribe and like this and we sure would appreciate that <laughs> all right let's get this started roll the dice the first match, I'll bring out my character, Anton, from No Country for Old Men. Okay. Javier Bardem's character, if you guys don't know who that is, check out the movie. He's very menacing. That's my Amazing movie, um, amazing performance. Again, this is going to be an, an odd one for who I chose, but it looks like we're going to have him going up against the one and only Pennywise, the dancing clown <laughs> in the Hit series. Oh, man. This makes for an interesting, interesting so, battle. I mean, psychologically speaking, the two are probably very similar. How, however, Pennywise has a a um, ethereal advantage. Like he's not of this earth. Like he's he's kind of he's kind of immortal in some ways. Not completely, right? He's he is destructible. He is a uh, 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 yes. And in the movies and in the books, uh, you know, they've found ways to uh, to defeat him. And I guess. Technically, for all you Pennywise fanatics out there like me, we'll get the technicals out of the way. And for the preface of this fight, Anton from No Country for Old Men, when he was a kid, had dealings with Pennywise. And that's why he's able to see him as an adult and is able to fight him again. Yes, that's that's good so, backstory So there. we'll get the technicals out of the way for a few fanatics like me, so that way you're not offended by the fact that he's able to see him as an adult. If Anton has his little shooter thing, like the thing that they put shoot cows with or whatever, I don't know what that's called. If he has it with him, that's going to be advantageous for him. However, I'm going to call Pennywise winning this. I think Pennywise ultimately would come out the victor here. I think I might agree with you on, on this. We we have to look at what we know about Anton. And yes, for the purposes of this fight, we've decided to say that he, he had dealings with Pennywise as a kid and more than likely probably defeated him as a kid. But you have to look at his personality now and, and, and you look at the adult Anton who tends to have a, a one-track mind and tends to care only about and focus only on that one thing. He, he doesn't really strategize. He doesn't really try and put the pieces of the puzzle together per se. And that's kind of what you have to do with somebody like Pennywise is you have to put the pieces of the puzzle to, uh, to, uh, together to figure out how to defeat him. You know, pressure gunning him to the head it, it isn't going to do the job. It's not going to do um, the job. That's why I think Pennywise to... ultimately, I think we could conclude that Pennywise is going to win this. But we could also conclude that Pennywise is the reason Anton is the way he is today. All right, next battle. Uh, Blake, you bring out your warrior first, and we'll see who's going up against who. All right, and uh, for this one, we decided to go. A I decided to go a little more historical here, and I went ahead and went with William Wallace from Braveheart. 
Ooh, okay. That's and I'm interested good. to see who he's going up against. Well, it's going to be a battle through time, because he's going up against Ethan Hunt from the Mission Impossible movies. All right. It's going to be interesting. I think it depends on the type of battle. If we're talking cage match, no weapons... Ethan Hunt's pretty good with his hands. How is Mel Gibson's character not having a weapon? He's definitely got a size advantage here. Mm -hmm. If we're like uh, five, seven if we're taking weapons out of the equation, and he comes from an era where you had to be just as good with your hands as you were with a weapon, because most of the battling there was close quarters. Most of it was knowing how to defend against an opponent. Should you lose your sword? Or should you lose? Or whatever, and I feel like Ethan Hunt uh, from the Mission Impossible series, he has to rely more on, on weapons, and, and a lot of his training is last resort if I have to. Ethan Hunt probably has more technical training mm -hmm. in terms of some sort of close quarters combat, but he's also trained to try and have the situation handled not as close to your opponent as possible whereas i think william wallace is close quarters that's the only fighting he he knows you know and so i think if we if it's a distant fight outside of the cage i would almost be inclined to go ethan but because it's close quarters i'm gonna go william wallace i just feel the I size agree. Advantage. i think william wallace has the size advantage ethan hunt has a lot of luck going his way but in a cage with no weapons we're talking william he's gonna win that yeah one. All right, let's jump on to our third battle here. Uh, I'll bring out my character first, and that is going to be Legolas from Lord of the Rings. Uh, we are probably in for quite the comedic little rumble here, as uh, <laughs> my third choice actually happens to be Ron Burgundy. Ron Burgundy? From Anchorman? From Anchorman. Oh, man. Well, Legolas, no question. I, I can't think of a way that Ron Burgundy is going to beat that elf. Have you not seen the two a Anchorman movies? The man knows how to handle himself in a fight. Don't act like you're not impressed. <laughs> Here's the thing to, uh, to remember, though. It's a cage match. Weapons removed. Does that change anything? I still think Legolas would take him. Legolas is so nimble, quick. His sight, his hearing. He has the advantage over Ron Burgundy, I think, in every way. I don't know. You guys can comment below. Let us know who you feel, think would win here. Feel Feel free to comment. Now, wanna, well, this would be me. a fight I, I'd be very interested to see because you know Ron Burgundy's going to be quick-witted and, and have a lot to say about the fight. I think you're right. I think Legolas will probably get it. Although, I do think it would be an entertaining fight to watch. Would be entertaining. All right, our fourth battle. Uh, you bring out your warrior first, and I'll let him know. Uh, now, for this one, I decided to go with Jack Torrance from The Shining. Okay, so we've got... Jack Torrance going up against Robert McCall from The Equalizer. And this one's pretty good. I actually didn't know very much about Jack Torrance, and Blake didn't know very much about Robert McCall, so we've we've caught each other up and brought each other up to speed a little bit because I feel, just off my limited knowledge of Jack Torrance, I feel like Robert McCall from The Equalizer is going to win this one just because of his, uh, his ex-military operative and his gun skills, but there's no weapons here. However, he's extremely good at fist fighting. So, um, Blake, can you think of an advantage that Jack Torrance um, might have over him, or is this going to be a wash? I might be inclined to agree with you just on what you said about him, you know, having the special forces training and background. That could give him an advantage. However, I, I think on this one, we should, as you said, call it a wash and give ourselves a chance to each go back and, and watch those movies and, and, and then come revisit this at the start of our next one. Yeah. So, so if you don't feel satisfied with our conclusion here, stay tuned, keep your ears open, because in one of the next ones, 
Oh, we'll come back to this, and we will talk we'll about this. We'll come back and, and let you know what we When decide. we're both more educated about the opponents. All right, it's time for the fifth and final battle. The fifth and final one. And, and, and for this one, uh, we'll go ahead and let you know. Now, while we said the other ones oh, were random, we picked them in the, in the dark, and we didn't know what our opponent chose, we did kind of want to give the listeners here a legit serious battle. And so for this last one, we each chose ones that were very similar and would really spark a debate. And, and we want to see this in the comments. You guys get involved yeah. here because I well, know this is Let us know who you think and why because this is going to be one of those ones where there's going to be battle. So a lot of divide. got Jason Bourne versus... John Wick. This is a big one. And this has been heated. This has been the topic of heated debate ever since John Wick hit the theaters in 2014. Jason Bourne started the new revolution of action movies back in 2002 with the Bourne Identity and has met possibly his match in John Wick. This is a tough one to call, Blake. What do you think? It's definitely going to be a tough one, especially because you, um, you look at the two in, in combat and while, and while it's amazing to note that both have uh, you know, amazing skills with weapons and amazing close quarters combat, you look at them while they're known to, uh, to get injured during their fights, what makes them so uh, so good is is they don't lose. Uh, to reference some of their fights, you look at the uh, the kitchen fight scene from I believe it was Born Supremacy. Yeah. And, and correct me. In uh, Munich. Uh, 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 yes. Yeah. With the whole toaster cool scene. Now Jason Bourne's opponent definitely got some some licks in, but ultimately Jason Bourne was smart enough to know what he was doing to to come out on top. And, and same with John John Wick. You look in the first John Wick in the in the club of a fighting scene, you know, John Wick actually takes some damage, get, gets stabbed, you know, you know, needs the stitches. It, it's important to note here that while these two are known as immense fighters and top of their class and people that most people don't want to go up against, they are still human and they do still take damage. Ultimately, if we're talking cage match, no weapons, ah, that's, that's tough to call. I'd say if guns were involved, we're looking at Wick as the victor. However, Bourne in most of these movies is a little younger than John Wick. If it's hand-to-hand -hand combat, it's close and it's tough to call. And I'm going to get crucified by some people here and I'm going to be agreed with on some. I think Bourne's going to win barely after a bloody battle in a cage match just because of the age difference. However, if it's the Jason Bourne in Jason Bourne... Well, he's a good fighter, too. He knocks that guy out in one hit. Mm, that's tough because you can't just... John Wick's not just going to be a one-hit-and-done kind of guy. You watch the fight in John Wick 2 that takes place in Rome. Exactly. Man, that guy, he never gives up. And he's he's 50-plus years old. And so I'm hesitant to call it for Born. And an interesting side note here. But I read in an article where a, a movie critic, speaking of John Wick 2, actually took the time... To total John Wick's body count alone, this isn't the total for the movie. This is just John Wick's body count alone for John Wick 2 was 128 bodies down by John Wick alone. In one and two? In, in just two. Just two? Wow. Now granted. So now I could be wrong on that. Feel free to comment. But but uh, but based off of uh, what that critic was saying, his count was, was 128. I will counter that... Um, probably 90% or more of those kills were with a firearm. So I'm thinking, where does it help John Wick's case? Maybe. I mean, there are a few that he breaks their neck or he, he kills them with a cord or whatever. If there's no weapons, though, again, this is tough to call. I'm going to lean Bourne. I don't know which way are you... If you have to come to a conclusion to lean um, to... Convince I'm, us otherwise in the comments, you guys. I'm leaning, 
I'm leaning more towards John Wick. I look at their their psychology. It could be argued differently about Jason Bourne. It, it could also be argued the same. But when you look at John Wick, when John Wick is in a fight, he fights to kill. There's Usually. Ma- I will give it an exception at the beginning of John Wick 2 where he shoots the guy's oh, knees. Oh, well, yes. And then leaves him. Uh, 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 there have been times when John Wick has put somebody in a situation where they could potentially survive, but it's up to them. I believe the actor's name is Common. I, I yeah, yeah I know who you're talking about. When he jabs the knife through his heart and says, uh, you know, hold still, you, uh, you'll live, pull it out, you, uh, you'll die sort of thing. But ultimately, John Wick wasn't going for that. It just happened that way. And so Jay, uh, Jason Bourne is going to take the opportunity where if he doesn't have to kill you, he's not going to. If he can figure out a way to do it without killing you, he's not go, uh, uh, going to. And I feel like that mentality can be different when you're going up against somebody who's as equally matched a, a, as you, but who always fights to kill. And, and the debate goes on and on. We thank you guys for joining us for this episode of The Scrap Show. We had a good time talking about Jason Bourne going up against John Wick. That debate goes on forever and ever, doesn't it? <laughs> it, it, it sure does. I'll leave it in the comments, talk about it. And we may even come back and, and revisit this. So, um... Yeah. Feel free to comment. Thank you so much for joining us again. This is Blake and Luke on The Strap Show. We'll see you next time. We'll catch you later.